Two Locks and a Cox. From Dylan's Radio X. Welcome to episode 15 of Two Locks and a Cox with Dame Sarah Cox of the Realm, MBE, Ian Dunstan, the chairman of the Martin Bayfield Fan Club, and myself, Chris Bentley. This week on the field, Chiefs lose at the Gardens, Albion top of National One, and Ian's going to give us the local roundup. Off the field, the commencement of the PWR 15, and in the bin, catching kicks, getting your red cards. Let's get straight down to it, team. Two locks and a cox. Yeah, straight down to it. You were late again. And you you stood outside, you walked in, you stood outside and you were on the phone and you were 10 minutes late. No, again. seven. Seven. And I was, I was on the phone to the talent. 40 minutes late. You said you'd be here for 10 o'clock. <laughs> you yes, did. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, Brad's jumped in Brad, again. Brad, the rugby guard, right. You're, you're, you're not meant to be a voice. You're meant to be... Uh, I'm not going to be a voice. I'll, to... I'll steal the microphone from you then. <laughs> 40 minutes late. Oh, Welcome to uh, One Lock, One Cox and Brad the Rugby God. Yeah. It doesn't work. The voice Chris, of God we could cancel you. Everything else is getting cancelled in 2023. We could cancel you for lateness. Yeah, to be honest, I'm probably due to be cancelled. He's now muted my microphone. So Good. Me, yeah, that's great. Well <laughs> He's done. now muted him. No, bring him back up. So, I yeah, am we're, a mute. I we're gonna, to be mute. We're going to, in the bin, yeah, tardiness. You're in the bin today, the again. The ability to and use And that a bloody watch. sweater you've got on. I wore this deliberately for you, Coxie. And my Look shirt, at the holes in it. Put the holes in my shirt. Oh as well. my Look. goodness! Look. Do you are you trapping moths in your wardrobe? No, it's gym workout kit. The only thing going back quicker than your gym kit and everything else are your career prospects. Oh wow! wow. Let's just keep going, guys. Strong. Hang on, like guys. Italian tanks. They Strong. have eight, eight, eight reverse gears uh-huh. and yeah. one forward gear just in case the enemy attack from behind. I'll, I'll just remind you all that my, my not working networking awards next week is completely sold out. And oh, well 20, done you. The twenty third, two hundred and fifty people, fifteen awards. Thank you. And at Winsley Manor. And I've also got uh, a sporting dinner coming off uh, on the second of Feb with John Barkley and John Bentley. What the real Bentos? The real Bentos. The real Bentos. Not wishes. Bentos. Buy Bentos from Wish. This I'm, is the one that we've I'm got. I'm basically going to have a five minute Bentos off with John Bentley. Which you're going to lose or not? I'll probably lose. And yeah, I've just fine. been listening to um, John Barkley. He's quite an interesting bloke. Likes the, he likes the sauce, so we'll get on well. Win or lose. Yep. Can we go back to the Martin Bayfield thing? Yeah, if you want to. And the Catalina wine mixer. Okay. Correct, yes. <laughs> so I saw I saw Bafe the next day. At, oh, Bafe. Uh, you and Bafe. You go, oh, Bafe, how are you doing? <laughs> All right, Coxie. I saw him the next day. I said, Oh, um, oh, Bafe, you've come back down from Scotland. He's like, Yes, and I met your friend Ian. I was like, Oh, God, where's this going? He remembered my name. He did, he did. He said, um, Yes, quite like an excitable little puppy, that man. He couldn't wait to tell me about your podcast and that he knew you. I was like, Oh, oh my mate. goodness! Did, hang on, and neither of you asked him to come on said podcast. I was a bit scared. Uh, yeah, me too. Have you, like, I, I don't know what. Like, he's he's like the god of rugby punditry. You can't just turn around and say, "Oh, do you fancy coming on my podcast?" He called you Coxie. <laughs> so I went into the what? bar. I went into the bar at, Glen at the Catalina Wine Mixer. I went into the bar at Glen Eagles. Did you uh, go to Glen Eagles? I, with I your did. Do they have sausages no. on the menu? They do. They like, do all of these you things. You can pick a different sausage. A, a, each day do they have like a real wizened Scotsman? Does yeah. It? I had, there, I had kippers yeah, as like, well. Sorry, sorry, David Cunningham. He's listening from Dubai, David. He's so angry. He's upset about Let him do his accent. story. Anyway, so I walked into the bar and there's uh, Martin Bayfield, or Bafes, as uh, you know, as you down in the him. hood call him. Uh, and he's there <laughs> and I said, I said, Be hi. And, 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 and he said, oh, can I buy you a drink? And 
I was like, um, uh, no, I've got a meeting to go to in a minute, but I've got a podcast with my friend Sarah. And <laughs> panic, <laughs> panic, <laughs> panic, run away. Okay, just bye. because he's just got one of those really calming, amazing voices. He's just such a a, a kind gentleman, isn't he? He's just just he's and he's man. massive. You honestly don't realise until you stood next to him. I love him. He, you'd I, look up no, to I've, him. I've, I know I've done a few events with him. Mm. I love it because I stand next to him and I always. I, the and joke you look is like always, a midget. I love being with Martin Bayfield because he makes me feel petite. Yes, correct. And he did the most amazing after dinner, uh, after dinner, thirty odd minutes, which is what he was uh, there to do, and everyone loved him. Even the non-rugby people thought he was amazing because he had different stories. And then Nigel, who organises a lot of it, said, "Ian, can you do the first question so then other people ask questions?" So I was like, "Yeah, no problem at all, Nigel." And you did your damn big question. And then I, I did, yeah, but I stole yours first. I said, uh, well, "It's great to hear you talking about our beautiful game uh, uh, and so well, so nicely." And between us, we've got what eighteen international caps. Yeah. Uh, little <laughs> chuckle. I stole that line from you. You did that one, didn't you? With yeah. Kelly Brown and Andy Powell. Yeah. Boom, more name drops at Winslade. Talking uh, and, of name dropping. Yeah. So when me and Chris were away, did you just drop in to one of the podcasts that you potentially held bags at Exeter Chiefs as if you were some sort of Chiefs player? No, I held bags at my training. Are you Exeter. sure? You because that sounds very different. You never trained at Exeter. I did train at Exeter. I was in charge of the tackle bags. <laughs> That so was what do you, what, yeah, the tackle bag. No, what do you? What did you? Mobile used to collision call? support assistance. <laughs> MCSAs. Yeah. <laughs> Mobile collision support systems. Yeah. So yeah, no, I never me, did that. It was me and Steve and Bennett. We, Steve, Steve was quite an intelligent. He's a financial advisor now, and we'd we'd be on the pads, and we just have these really clever conversations. We, we we were trying to pretend we're oh, both graduates. We're, we're far beyond this. We're mobile collision support assistants, obviously. <laughs> Is that like hydration technicians? Yeah, completely. <laughs> Charging around. What a boy. Can you clip that in? And just, just go back to that point where it sounds like Ian Dunstan played for Exeter Chiefs. It yeah, doesn't at I, all. I, I Chris Whitehead said something. I don't think you'd be frightened holding bads at Exmouth Rugby Club. There was, I mean, who, 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 there, was no one fear, there was no one more fearful than you. You bloody absolutely emptied me once. <laughs> I, come, I come trotting through, Dunstan come off me blindside and leveled me. <laughs> With my tackle, like, with my tackle bag. Was I their referee in that? No, I don't think so. It was, it was up by the clubhouse end. I, I remember it. I do remember that. I was like, oh, I can't swear. Good <laughs> God. <laughs> Holy guacamole. Yeah, where did you come from? I wasn't quite as fat then as well. So, uh, yeah, no fat reacher action there. Anyway, so I asked oh, Martin there's Bayfield. There's another series of Jack Reacher. Oh, you know, it's amazing. Has anybody watched Ted Lasso? Uh, yes. Oh, come on, Coxie. Actually, Welcome you're, to 2023. You're, well, I know I'm a bit late to the party here, but Ted Lasso, oh my goodness, absolutely fabulous. Mm. Who's the most ways. annoying player you've ever had to uh, interview and why is it Dan Bigger? That was my question. Yeah. Oh. All right, back to the plot. Yeah, he loves that. Ian loves it. He had when to get, his, he had to get that, that in, didn't he? Ian does that question. Well, I was still everywhere. finishing. Well, it's not always. It was Johnny Sexton for a while when he was really annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never, well, I've come across Bigger once. When he was playing for Northampton. Was he a, difficult? I just I just ran in the opposite direction to him. Oh. And he shouted, do you know what you do? And I just shrugged my shoulders and ran off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you? Him, you should have given him the whistle. So have, look, tell you what, you, you ref this game. Dan. I think he'd be a very good referee. That you know? best you could have gone referee. full Nigel Owens if you'd have taken your whistle off, put it around his neck and went, you may as well referee this game, Dan. Yeah, you know his best mate, Ben Whitehouse, is, uh, is a referee. Oh, and yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the chunky ref. All right, calm down. He is. Well, I don't think you're in any position He's to score. He's got the most well, obvious... I wasn't saying it with a derogatory sense. That was my descriptor of him. Has the chunky. most obvious nickname, he doesn't has. he? Ben Whitehouse rhymes with... 
Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he has a lot of gel in his hair. Always has very well gelled hair. He's got very good hair, to be yeah, fair. That's, that's what I'm yeah, saying. of of the referee clan, I think he's mm-hmm. probably got one of the best hairstyles. Yeah. Anyway, right, should we get, fat should we... shaming people. We'll no, move no, on. Hang, right, there's no fat shaming. <laughs> he is a little bit on the portly side, and I've commented <laughs> on that. Oh, so how's that shaming? No, well, no, how is that shaming? No, hang not. on. That is not shaming. That is stating a fact. Yeah. 2023, I'm sorry, facts don't care about your feelings. If you're, <laughs> if you're plump, then you're plump. And, oh. and if I'm looking to describe someone and the best thing is he's a little bit plump, that's what I'm going to say. One of Chris's you're nicknames horrible. was Back Fat Bentley because no matter how much he trained, he, he shouldn't have been in Fat Club, but he put himself in there. And Back Fat Bentley because he could get in Correct. reasonable shape. I was the and, chairman of Fat Club for yeah. two years. I was totally, I didn't have to be there, but I went anyway because yeah, I just enjoyed I know. Back the Fat Bentley. Back Fat Bentley. So when I used to come and train with Exmouth, um, we used to do pre-season together and he used to chase me down the uh, down the pitch shouting, don't let the back fat get you. You were telling me that story like I wasn't there because I was holding bags at Exeter Chiefs. Was that the, the season Correct. I did that's that? that's where you were. You were... At my club at Exmouth. You were yeah, there you were, you were hydration yes, technician. Okay, thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> let's, get down to, let's get down to matters. Exeter Chiefs played at the Gardens and... My favourite stadium. Is it? Oh, I love it. It's a brilliant stadium. It's well put together, isn't it? Yeah, and the grass. Oh, my goodness. It was my run on Premiership debut, was there? Was it? Oh. De- debut. I um, debut. spent four years there. I went to university in Northampton. Did you? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Wow. Well, anyway, they make the shoes there. Have the, they do? Yeah. Churches. The cobblers. So I um, I watched the game, and I was I was disappointed. You just felt like the Chiefs didn't quite... I mean, they didn't quite land a blow. Did you guys watch the game? I did. I did, yeah. My mate Craig Maxwell Keys was refereeing. Yeah. Yeah, I had a watch of it all. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're we'll gonna come address on to that, that later. later. But yeah. I, I watched the game and it was it was frustrating and there were some fine margins. Rob, after the game, was sort of saying there were a couple of occasions where had it had gone for us, it could have been different. And he introduced the seven point concept that he used to introduce way back when. You know, we've got to try and tra- stay within seven points so that we can get the losing bonus points on the road, and then that starts to. It builds momentum then, doesn't Correct. it? Correct. Yeah, and, it, and the whole league is around points, isn't it? Yeah. So if you can grab points here, there and everywhere, it me, it matters later on in but the it, year. But it just seemed the tactic was slightly off. Well, here's me. a big statement, you ready? Go on. Exeter Chiefs can't win away. But they can't Ooh. lose at home. That wasn't my statement. Well, I'm, I'm adding to the statement, they, can't, okay. they, can't, they haven't lost at home for a year. It's, a, it's a, a fortress. big statement. Look, it's really difficult, isn't it, to go away and lose again. This is a young team. That was last year, but we've not won away for quite a while. Is that now just a tiny mindset? Like, Garristine said to me a few years ago, he said, oh, we just can't beat the French. And then all of a sudden, we learned to beat the French, and off we go. Mm. We couldn't beat Bath. We beat Bath, and now Bath aren't yeah. seen as a bogey team. Is this a way for something... Do you think that's sat in their mind, or is it just... It, I've got to give, we've got to give credit to Northampton, because Chiefs went... I, I felt that Chiefs went... Northampton always start well at the gardens and they, they they stood up really well in the first couple of minutes and Northampton got the score and it was well done from Finn Smith it would appear that if your name's Finn and you play 10 you're very good um, but the the Chiefs tried to sort of bully Northampton and Northampton stood up to him and and then it was like well, where do we go from here and we ended up with a lot of sort of kicking and and, and it, it just felt a bit it felt a bit blunt if, watching the game it felt a bit blunt and the, and the lads were trying and, and I think it was because Northampton actually fronted up um, they were a good side. They, they did. They played well because I, I felt that we could have shocked an order Northampton and beat them up. Yeah, but them, them at home as well. Any team at home at the moment in the Premiership is a strong team. Mm. Like you, you, your uh, home right, crowd is making a big Newcastle difference. Newcastle or not? 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody but Newcastle is good at home. <laughs> Quick justification for why Newcastle aren't. No, there's not All a lot right. there, is there? Right. So obviously... You, Newcastle shaming Chris. <laughs> us, yeah. Us being uh, yetis. We love talking about forwards and locks and all of this. But actually, I think a lot of it's this defence, and we noticed it, that we're quite narrow. And you said about how if you're going to be narrow like that, your last man's just got to wedge up and you've got to wrap all the way well, around. Right, right at the start, Ben Hammersley came, he jammed in. Yes. Um, and and it, I thought he was going to get the intercept. Yeah. And then they got on the outside and that led Boom. to the... And that's it. So yeah. that's that key, isn't it? Yeah. it it's that, that defence and that style, that really fast line, and then the whole outside has to just flap around and jam in to stop that wide pass, and they've not managed to do it. Or the kicks have gone across. So it's like, you know, we're only a few games in. Games in we've been caught out for it in both um, but, but, our recent games. Here's, where... here's the other thing as well. If you look at the back line... Tom Wyatt was playing cameos last year, sort of on the fringe, and Slady's a regular. All the other backs are brand new this year. And then if you go to the forward pack, Roots is new. Um, Lewis Pearson's pretty much new in the seat. Aaron Painter's new in the seat. There's, there's a hell of a lot of new bodies in that team. Um, Abeladze, bloody hell, he's a... Monster of a man. Enjoyed it, yes. Georgian yeah. monster. Isn't he just? Well, his legs. Holy. Big old like, boy. He's got a serious set of pins on him. Yeah, you want to wait until you stand next to him as well. Yeah. He'll is he just, is he like a racehorse? Like just sinewy muscle? It's just like, it's strange that you look at them on the TV and yeah. they don't look as big yeah. and you get next to them. It's and like yeah. the one the one that did it for me was um, Johnny Sexton. Yeah. On TV, he looks quite slight mm-hmm. and He's, yeah, okay, he's, he's a 10. He's stand next to him. He's huge. Yeah. And I mean, look, in, in comparison to Bayfield, no, not quite as huge, but it's he's bigger. The, the, the men's game is bigger in real life than it is on TV. Yeah. It's really strange. Bafes, yeah, he's a big old unit, my mate Bafes. Well, oh, God, we've gone back there. Really, no, we haven't, haven't we? Um, Who stitched Painter up by publicly going that he wears 7XL? Who was it? Do you Ouch, yeah. Tony, Tony Walker? What? Sort of thing he'd do, isn't what, it? it the size of his shirt. It's the shirt. biggest shirt they've yeah, yeah. ever made. Yeah, in the oh, world it. ever, yeah. yeah. Samurai that, what, to... what did you watch on, TNT or TNT. ITV? Oh, so I was watching ITV. I, I, yeah, I... I kind of I didn't, watched, I didn't get that. I watched bits of both because I, I really like Flatman. His his commentary is always spot it's hilarious, on amazing. Isn't it? And yeah. he's ITV and yeah. Well, Painter came on and the scrum. Well, first scrum went against him and then he got two scrum pens. He absolutely folded um, Waller. And you're well, like, it's old mate, isn't it? Yeah, but you just I just felt the thing was once once you got Russ Tuima and Painter on, suddenly the scrum started to function. We had a weapon, and and you're thinking if we'd have started with those two, hmm. I think it could have been a slightly different game. And Craig doesn't always know. Oh, there's my phone ringing. Oh. boy. Actually, this is a really important phone call. I'm not going to take it, though. You'll be pleased to know. Um, uh, I thought you were, then. I, I, I shouldn't do. I'll message him. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, Craig, his, his scrummaging might not be his most technical part of the game. Um, uh, uh, but I think Painter put a big enough hit in that it was fairly obvious which way it went. Yeah, fair play. It was a good mm. game, though. I, I thought it was quite good to watch as well. I quite enjoyed it. I know as, as a fan, as an extra fan for you, you didn't enjoy it quite so much. But I thought it was, it was frustrated. Right. Yeah. It was like I just felt we didn't we didn't land a punch. Talking of punches being landed, how are your mates at Plymouth Albion doing? Top of the table, I hear. Uh, yeah, big result at um, Nick Easter's Chinna. Ryan Lamb and Aaron Jarvis are leading the way, and I think Aaron Jarvis needs to take a bow. I, I only saw the highlights, but um, there was a sequence of scrums on the chinna line and the referee simbind it, it would appear there were two players simbind in quick succession and then he gave penalty try 
And Ooh, wow. yeah, so that, really? that's, that's sort of your game. And then Chinna fought back to get close, but Albion were too far gone. You always want to, you'd want to watch highlights for that because you want to know what caused that situation to happen, don't you? Because yeah. they must have, well, they, it must have been re- repeated. Aaron Jarvis, Ivory Bridge College student, was missed by Chiefs, ended up playing a lot of his rugby in Wales, Ospreys, and then he went out to Claremont. Um, and he's cut like 20 odd times by Wales. He's a, a, an operator. Like having, having watched him and Ryan Lamb as a coaching panel, they're very good young coaches, the pair yep. of them. Um, very passionate, very driven. They're, they're pulling the guys in. Quite vocal to the old referees. But Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> pa- Ryan's passion sometimes overspills. Does a little bit. <laughs> and he likes to tell you what his opinion is of yeah, your he's, decision making. He's had a, he, he did have a touchline ban in my time at the club where did he? Two, two directors went and said, Ryan, don't say anything. And he still went and said it. Oh, God. <laughs> but you sort of, you, you, you almost as a player, if your coach is that passionate and that driven, then that enthuses you to really put it on the line because if he's put yeah, it on the yeah. line you put it on that so it was it was it was a good thing and, and Albion are in the mix national one it's looking good isn't it it's one hell of a league it's looking good and then they've got a bit of movement around well, Ram, um, into... Rams, Rams went to Sale who couldn't yeah. buy a win and lost so they've lost to Leicester who were bottom and Sale who were near the bottom but yeah. they were top um, Cinderford are obviously always tough to beat at Cinderford but then they lose away Mosley are looking good this year really yeah, yeah. I, think there's, I think there's six teams that have only lost three games Albion are up, having lost two at top of the league, but they're only a point ahead of Rams, who have lost one more. Uh, and Albion have got to go to Rams in a few weeks. They're away to Richmond this week. Richmond Athletic Ground, the rag. Uh, so oh, Mark Richmond. Bright. How about this, Mark Bright? I played with Mark Bright in New Zealand. I believe he's still playing for Richmond. 43 years old. Yeah, Brighty, Brighty was like the stowart of championship rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's seeing out his career in National 1 now. But what, how old is he? Like he's in his forties. Well, I'm forty four. He must be around. He's forty three or forty four. Yeah, and he... and, and the, the the bonkers thing with Brighty when he was in New Zealand, he'd play the New Zealand club season, then he'd go to play to Japan. And yeah. then so he never stopped playing rugby. No, I don't think he can stop playing rugby now, as otherwise his body will fall apart. Yeah, I think could, that's the only thing that's keeping like, it when, together. When he stops, he's just going to yeah, just pool of flesh on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but every club's got one of those. I mean, Exodus now got Steve Pape, hasn't he? I mean, he's oh been, god, yeah, Pape. Pape's been everywhere, and he's like Roy Babs. Yeah. You know, he's he's so bristle. <laughs> he's it's lo- amazing. He is lovely, Pape. I was, I was it, it, like, we had a proper fight when we played Barnstable, like yeah. old school. Every time the referee got beyond us, we just start thumping each other. And afterwards, he was lovely. And then I saw him in um, Taunton, and um, he came up, all right, Benos. And, and we stood and had a chat, and we had a cuddle, and I was like, you're really quite nice. All right, Babs, do you want to go get coffee down Asdol's? Yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I have no idea who this man is, but yeah. He's got yeah. a head like a box. Yeah, he has, yeah. I guarantee you will have referenced him He's about, he's about, he's about, oh, he's about five foot eight, but he's six foot five because his head's so big. <laughs> 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 it was one of the few people I could actually punch in the face and, and, and get and make it. absolutely make, no difference. No, make contact because normally oh, right. I miss. His head is the, the same size. Is that big? Dan Parks, it's that it's that big. Oh wow! Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's bigger than Dan Parks' head. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Although this is one of my theories that elite level rugby players all have big heads. Really? Yeah. When you look at rugby players, they've all got big heads. I think you're making this up. Because no. they've got big shoulders. <laughs> yeah, and then their heads look in proportion to their massive shoulders. Oh, they've okay. got big heads. Amazing. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, so anyway, National One, National One's looking good. If if uh, I would I would recommend anyone go and see Taunton Titans or Plymouth Albion uh, if you want to have a slightly different rugby viewing experience of really good rugby players, but just just a bit more excitement. You know, the Chiefs the Chiefs game the other week. If in doubt, we're going to set the box kick and send it back. National One teams don't have that level of programming, so if in doubt, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. 
and, yeah, and, and there's, the, no, there's less but, box kicking. But the skill level, sure. but the skill levels of the player was such that it's still, it's not just a dirge fest that you get at Correct. level yeah. level ten or eleven or something. You get lads can play, but but there's there's there's, there's the jeopardy amongst it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a rawness to it as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. It's about wanting to move the ball about a little bit yeah. and wanting to actually play some rugby rather than these kick fests. That rather you've got than on. the percent, the percentages, the money ball, the percentages say if we've got the ball in our half and we make an error, they could kick to the corner and maul us over, so we must give the ball to them. Yeah, it's and, about and, kicking to corners. And then you put it in the parentheses, exit strategy. What is your exit strategy? I well, don't know, run. Yeah, na- national one, you don't have exit strategy. You no, just you just run. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like the under 15s. Yes. Yes, chaos. Everywhere. They've got no idea. It's like, oh. although, although I saw uh, somebody put a tweet uh, on Twitter and I've commented on it. I think I've well, retweeted they put it. put a tweet on Instagram, are they? A wall. Somebody did a wall. The wall needs to come back. The wall? For a penalty where you tap the penalty and three players stand and you pass it to the players and then there's all sort of subdiffusion and then someone part bounces out from the side of the, the wall. I saw this in WXV, not the wall. Yeah. Uh, a scrum yeah. set up yeah. and behind all the backs were directly behind yeah. the um, scrum. Yeah. Ball comes out and they all fan sideways. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen that in international rugby before. Phenomenal. No. It was like the, what is it, like the Harlem Globetrotters of yeah. rugby. It's was, high it was, risk because if, you get, it was, if yes. it goes against the head, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, but you're in a bit of trouble. It was New Zealand who did it first, wasn't it? I think. The wall? Yeah. Back in the day? Yeah. I mean, we had one, when I was at Coldy, we had one. A lad ran out the side of the wall and went to throw it like an American football pass and the ran, lad ran and took it off his hand. <laughs> so good. <laughs> wow. Like and trick te- plays. Teams sort of run to you and stop and go, what's happening? I know, we need more of that. We need to bring more, more, more of that plays. back. Yeah, more trick plays. There's yeah. some good ones at the moment. We just seem to be doing out the backs. Yeah. And that's okay. about as, you know, where's the old, the good old school switch gone? Do you remember that as a kid? Well, no, it's now, it's now second man play. You've got to throw it out the back door. Yeah, but where's the good old switch gone when you do a little fakie yes, out the back? Or DSP. D- yeah, that's DSP, that's it. Yes, yes. Dummy switch, pop, Yes. Now it's all about getting up in the front line and having the ball thrown behind you. Which is a really awkward, they make it look so easy. When they do that second man play. So two players run to the line and you throw it behind to your fly off. It's a really awkward pass to make. Yeah. And I, and, and I think that was evidenced back in back to the Chiefs game, Nika Abaladze. He, he is, I don't think he's very comfortable with a rugby ball. No, talking of tens though. He, he, threw, our, he threw an absolute pie. Our mate Joe Simmons has made the headlines in a couple of things. Oh, mate, I dominating saw. the French, French league. Isn't he? Yeah. French Jouet, yes. Yeah. Top point oh. scorer. Sir Ian McGeeker has, has coined him as the next best thing, hasn't he? Well, I think, oh, so he, no, he, Lions tourist. Well. No, he, he if did he, it a while Geech, ago. If Geech, if Geech, Geech the Geechinator, if, if Geech oh, gives yeah. him a um, heads up, then Geech is like Lions royalty. He could be, because who, who are the tens at the moment, if you think about it? Sexton's about to retire. Or has yeah. he retired? Yeah, I think so, Bigger's yeah. gone. Um, England is sort of stuck with Farrell and... And Smith, in, forty, in, yeah. Um, Smith's Smith's your UK. Oh, you got Finn Russell as ten. well, aren't you? So Finn Russell, he's going to be your lines. But if Joe, if Joe, if if he can stick on now, the World Cup talent comes back into the top fourteen yeah. and keep winning with Poe. Do you think England are going to have a little bit of a clean out? Do you think they'll start picking some different people for Six Nations? Because that's not very far away. I I don't think so. I think they're going to use England A for that because that's close as well. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and we've got under twenties as well. So you've got the under twenties which are going to go, which are going off. I think that's uh, first week of February. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then have we got any twenties games at Sandy Park? No, I don't think any so. Any women's internationals? Anything? No. no. Not at the moment. But the oh. women's internationals are pending the next. 
round of calendar. Right, okay. Then England Day, the, the as we call them, the Saxons. We're not allowed to call them that anymore. Uh, I think will be used for a lot of the the talent, and I think England will carry on. Uh, Borthwick will carry on with his with his squad, but we're still yet to see more of these central contracts, are we? Oh yeah, you I know? forgot about those. Uh, and I think the yeah. next one's probably going to go to someone like Marrow to stop him going to France. Yeah. Or Japan or somewhere like that. Yeah, good point, because France are throwing some money around with English players at the and moment, He's, aren't he's they? a rock nation player. So and Japan as well, you know. be trying to give him as much... It, it'll be like the Beckham documentary. Yeah. He could do something ridiculous and go and play in, like, the Kazakh League. Because he's so marketable as well, isn't mm. he? He has such a presence on social media without actually having a presence. I listened to him on the High Performance podcast, and he was incredible. Yeah, it's a different world, just, isn't just it? Very intelligent, uh, a very very well spoken, very well spoken, very pensive in the way that he spoke and things like that. And I'm thinking, you know, then you become this absolute nausey, mouthy, horrible like rugby player who who had some quiet seasons, but in the World Cup, I thought did phenomenally well. I don't think he's mouthy. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's a, uh, allegedly a sledger. Well, Coxie's refereed him. Is he? Well, uh, to, to the other only players. in training, oh, okay. only in training, under the club support, and he was. No, in he's there. just he's just a mega nose in his behaviour, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's not he's not chopsing off. He's just like getting his hands through, kicking things, just being ugly. Yeah, he's he's nosy. He, he doesn't tend to come anywhere near referees. Hmm. And I could be, you know, I could oh, be man, wrong, but just best way probably, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just stay out of the way. Uh, uh, moving on, on to, moving back to local rugby. Um, Phil Dolman, Sean Moulton, Sidmouth march on. Yes, Sean Moulton, I man saw. Of the match performance. Yeah. I should hope so, yeah. <laughs> considering his pedigree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah a little a bit, bit. There is a bit of flat track bully about that, isn't there? Yeah, he uh, he's only just finished professional rugby. Yeah, so it's it's regional to tribute southwest is is the league that they're in in Sidmouth. Yeah, eight uh, played eight one seven, so they've done really well, West. and that's great. But the, the whole top of that table, mighty um, Creddy at at second, Way, there. Waybridge, Crediton, Sidmouth, Columpton, and then Topsham, who've done since Chris Whitehead left as a coach a while ago, they've been promoted. Three times. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah, oh, we actually mate. brought that up. I'm going to call Chris White at the handbrake. Yeah. The- <laughs> Hoggle the handbrake. Um, if your team's been promoted too fast, get me in, I'll slow it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, um, actually, while we're talking about um, people who, who go in and do Jouet. You've got, you you got, you got me, I'm going to need a second. People who go in and do Jouet, uh, Josh Matavesi. Oh yeah, he's where's, a Camborne. Where's my? Is he gone to Camborne? He's, he's the king, oh, of, king of Camborne. The king. Yeah, and he's got Alex Ducker on the wing. Who did they play this week? They had a. Um, did they play Red Ruth or someone? They had like two and a half thousand on. Yeah, they had a big crowd, and yeah, he went on and just sort of did showed, showed yeah, why he's honest, Fijian, and he's he's also another portly chap, and I can say that he's a two XL wearer. The old king of Camborne, steak and ass. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, blimey! And meanwhile, obviously, the other Matavesi was taking extras pieces at Northampton. So no, he wasn't. He was getting he's... he was getting dealt to because he came on late in the game when our scrum absolutely marmalised him. Mm. God, the Matavesi's done well, haven't they? The haven't they good just... rugby players. Yeah, good yeah. rugby players. But I remember back in the day when Josh was coming through, and Ali Hefa said, "I don't know if I've told you this." He said, "If you if you can play a solid game and not make any mistakes." Yeah, you have told yeah. this story. Yeah. yeah. He's Josh is a talent. The last he, time I saw Josh was at Bath when he was with them, and he was he, just about to When he scored that go. try, we sat down two second rows and ran it in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was under he was under the post like <gasps> <gasps> <Yeah>. sucking <gasps> diesel. Yeah, 
<laughs> you're like, you're right, mate. He's like, give us a second. Uh, he's in a right state. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? And yeah, so back to the back to the league. Yeah, Topsham, all those people right at the top of it. That's great for that league. And then again, you look, we look down there, and you know Newton Abbott right down the bottom, oh. and uh, great pieces. Great, yeah, that's our favourite club. I know. Uh, and we, tell you what, we need to do. We, we Brandon Rugby got to mention this last week. We need to pick a club that's got some hospitality, and we need to go for the two locks and the cocks Christmas party. Topsham, yes. I'm sure they probably eat silver Top cutlery gym. and stuff like that because they're or so posh, aren't they? For them pizzas. Yeah. A Topsham could have enough sausages for you. Oh, but it's fine. I'd, I'd just get my chef to bring my own. Talking of Newton Abbott, um, Devon Rugby Referee Society are going to use that as one of their meeting points, which I thought was very good. It's a Share good idea because, yeah, community. rather than... Wasn't it the Ten Tours used to meet a lot? No, the... Oh, yeah, years Ash, back. And Ash yeah. Burton, the other Ash one. Burton, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, that was years ago. Mm. God, I haven't been down there for a long time. Well, anyway, this is not a this is not a now conversation. Okay, okay. Well, let's move to off the field. <laughs> you get so excited when you do that. It's a good voice. Well, we it is. Do, we do, You're like really, the X Factor. I should hang around and do jingles. I'm not sure a jingle. No. PWR 15's returns as women's rugby takes centre stage. Right? Can we get back to off the field? That was off that the is, field. That is off the field. No, just just what we're talking about. Okay. Well, Coxie's going to take the lead now. Yeah, okay. PWR's back. They're eagerly right. awaited. You, you've, got, you've got to help me here because right. the, the, there's already been some women's rugby played. Cup. Right, but then there's been like a three-week break. Yeah, because we had WXV. So they just stop playing while the WXV's on. Yeah, or they might do cup games. Right. Or a couple of friendlies. There just, just hasn't been... It, it's, sort of, it, it's sort of half happened. Yeah, it went, uh, it, it, like, yeah. lots of it, and then nothing, and then back into yeah, PW, and everyone I'm, thinks that it's already been going. I'm a rugby consumer, and yeah. I was confused. So yeah, no, I, help I think, me out, Sarah. I think the uh, women's calendar at the moment is probably working the way that we'd like the men's calendar to work, but So you, you have a constant stream of rugby, but from different... So, you, so you've got cup into uh, WXV, back to PWR, in Six Nations, so the, the different bits and Yeah, bobs. but it just makes the season very, very long. Mm-hmm. Very long. Um, but yeah, PWR is back. Um, and there's some good fixtures going on. So uh, Exeter go up to Leicester. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that Leicester have been in the league. Um, so that could be a good match-up at the moment. Exeter are obviously rebuilding. Exeter are going to bash them. Well, they're rebuilding at the moment. So they've lost a few out to different clubs. Well, Kate Zachary is um, the, the headline loss, yeah, obviously. Yeah, we've got um, a few different personnel coming in and moving in and out. Or, and Leicester are a brand new side. Mm-hmm. So they've got some good... Gabby um, Cantona's still in the mix, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She's my favourite. She's my yeah, bestie. Yeah, like she Gabby. is. Yeah. Danielle Priest is getting in there. Came through Exmouth and through the Women's Academy. Yeah. Yes. She's yes. doing really well. Really well. Really well. Um, so, yeah, so there's some, some hefty fixtures around, um, which should be really good. Um, but it's good to have it back online. It's good that the internationals have come back, um, obviously, from WXV 1, 2 and 3. Um, it's nice to see that it's sort of starting to gather some momentum and it's probably landing roughly about the right time because the Six Nations is not until later on. So it's after the men's window. So you get them back for a bit and you get them back long enough that you get a good run of, of players and some good fixtures that are going on. Mm-hmm. He's on his phone now. I'm just, you, can't, you can't do two things at once. You can't mm-hmm. multitask, no. Uh-huh. But, but it's true, because like we no, said I about... Che- I was checking out because I wanted to confirm I was right. And it's Abby, Abby Middlebrook, who is just the most glamorous prop in the history of props. Yes, she is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I know her dad as well. Yeah, she's a local girl. I knew she. I knew. Yep. I knew Abby. I wasn't sure in the middle, so I was just checking, making sure I got the right name. Because I know you. <laughs> but you it's, tell it's me when off. he get. It's when he dives into his phone, and you're like, "Hello," and he's like, "Mm-hmm." 
Hello. Basically, he was just looking at the list of names so he didn't make that same faux pas as that Italian girl. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> that Italian girl. No, I was also checking the squad because Coxie said there's a change and there's, there's quite a lot of familiar faces, isn't there? There is, no, but there's some movement around is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So there's some... some. Well, yeah, I'm looking at it. Well, mind you, Lindy van der Velden's been there forever and they're saying new profile coming soon. Why haven't they got her picture? You're very upset by that. I Lin- am. Well, she's, she's Linda's my, my your daughter, fave, but, yeah, isn't she's, she? She's, she's my fave. She wears an orange wristband to, to, to designate that she's Dutch and lets everybody know. And, and Beatrice, my daughter, absolutely adores her. Also, um, they are TNT have taken on one game. Oh, yeah, week. one game. I was, about to yeah. Say, I was about to say, where can we watch it? Where is it televised? So this next one, so it's Bristol against Sale is live on TNT, 12.30 kickoff on the 18th of November. Is that, is that is it really that? The 18th? Blimey heck. Um, so where November's are you going to be? Are you going to be taking on PDBR 15 or are you sticking yes, with the Yes, yes, so I've got game, some coming doing, up. Are you flipping um, between? No, I'm flipping around with all of it. Um, but what is coming up as well is um, us as a professional unit of referees all will be featuring in the PWR at some point. So that includes your Luke Pierce's all the way through. Our mate Tempo. Friend of the pod Tempo. Friend of the pod Tempo. He's going to get a shout out every week now, isn't he? He's so so happy. I think we should. We need time to reference everyone and go, hey Tempo lad, that is boss. Yeah, so we're all going to feature at some point um, and do games. um, That's good. That's intelligent. Really good. good. I've Um, joined up thinking from rugby, which is so strange. Calm down. Calm down. Um, So also those live games will have TMOs as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a good step forward. And will will they have the broadcast teams from... Um, the, the men's game so we have your flatmans and what have you going across or is it going to be I'm not different? sure I, I, being honest I'm not sure about that I would imagine the punditry will be done with players or ex-players that yeah. have been in around so you likes of da- um, yeah, Katie you, Daly this McLean is you, this is where you need to tweak your calf Sarah and get a bit of a gig no I don't need Christmas calf no. I've been away too much recently but, 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 if, but if you could if you could be injured for a bit and get a bit of TNT money you know come on as a, as a I don't think anybody Cox. people are suffering listening to my chat on here they don't need that on TNT as well surely they actually tell us that you're really good and they really like you <laughs> the, fo- the focus panels say basically let co- it should be cut Sarah Cox with two average locks <laughs> <laughs> budget 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 this is the wish version Dame Super Sarah Cox and two budget locks <laughs> Not the real Ben. One, one funny fat one and one that used to be fat but isn't anymore and now isn't funny as well. So coming up. <sighs> so coming up. Oh, All right. Ouch. Ouch. Um, yours rings. Anyway, uh, coming up. So we've got Saracens Loughborough. Um, Baruga. Yeah, that's 2.30 kickoff. We've got Trailfinders, again, new to the league, uh, which will be interesting as well because obviously you've got Trailfinders in the um, championship. Charlie. I can't think of her name. Willett. Willett. Um, she's coming back from her ACL. Yes, it will. She is, yeah. Um, so Trailfinders against Harlequins. Mm-hmm. So a London derby. Mm-hmm. That'll be quite a good one. Just see, again, see where Trailfinders pitch themselves against, you know, top of the table Harlequins yep. from last couple of seasons. And then you're looking at, on the Sunday, our mate at Sexta Chiefs up at, up at Leicester. Um, and that's a 3pm kickoff at Welford Road. Okay. Again, I I... love that stadium. Welford Road. Oh, yeah, the yeah. steps. The steps when you go down onto the pitch. You've got to watch out where really you're stepping. Awkward. Yeah. Because you can't go step, step, step. No, because there's space too far. Yeah. And then and you look so like a right plonker yeah. trying to get down these steps. Yeah. You look like some sort of like it's cowboy. Not easy. It's not easy. It's I've not. Got, you I've, have to pay attention. I, I, I the, the look of playing there, and it was like, this is really awkward. I don't like this. And it's a really small pitch. It's the smallest pitch in the Premiership by a long way. 
Is it? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it Smaller when you're running than on Bath. it. Yeah. Is Bath not the smallest no, Bath, pitch? No, Leicester, Bath is, Leicester is the smallest pitch. With no dead ball. Bath just hasn't got a dead ball. Oh, okay. No, that's a that's a very tight dead ball. Mm. Very tight. That mm. makes you edgy as a referee. And the largest pitch? Uh, Exeter. Sandy Park. Yeah. Built is from it? Big, big, yeah. As, big as a rugby pitch can be. Mm. Also, talking of pitches, Bath's pitch at the moment, I believe they're sewing in grass. Because it's a mess. It's it, it's got some sort of disease. So right. we we were warned right at the very start of the season that it was it was in a bad state. They've mm. been trying to sort it out. Um, but I, I I must admit I'm no expert on grass. But something's gone wrong somewhere, and every time a scrum is is it all cuts up and it goes terribly wrong. So um, they I believe have been weaving in like a deso into the grass that's already there to try and get it to to basically deso. stay there. If ever anybody thinks they've got a bad job. There is a machine called Deso that when you make a rugby pitch um, that, that's semi-synthetic, it sews a plastic strand of glass, grass six inches into the aggregate. That's what's happening, yeah. It's so, it sews the Deso grass in, it sews it six inches in, and then your grass grows around it and it becomes twice as hard-wearing. This is a Deso pitch. Chiefs have got a Deso that's pitch. That's it, yeah. Deso yeah. has a shed, this big moving shed on Caterpillar Trails that moves um, one metre every six minutes that does this. With needles. If you, think, cool. wow. if you think you've got a bad job, there's a man or woman who follows the Deso shed with a pair of scissors cutting the abnormal bits of grass. <gasps> no worse. One meter that. every six seconds. Yeah, and the, Deso, the, Deso, the Deso machines come and they work non-stop for I think it's I think it's a fortnight. They, they, they do they do. That's what Bath have got. They do eight-hour shifts. Fortnight. So it's it's, it's, it's eight-hour shifts that they work. Yeah. Um, and they come out. They come over from the the Netherlands. And the, I'm from the Deso machine. That's the Netherlands accent. That is not. No, that was Welsh. Netherlands, Netherlands. That's it. Like, yeah. they talk like this. So they speak like that. Right. Hey. Okay. Let's stop that. Show, going, show you want to show <laughs> some grass in this seed here. You it. sound like you're from New York now. No, that's no, not that's, New that's, York. That's coffee. Hey, who wants a coffee? Coffee. Anyway, so, anyway, so I'm more surrounded use, by if idiots. Think, if you think you're having a bad day, yeah. there's a there's, there's a person that works for Deso, and their job is to walk behind the Deso machine one meter every eight every eight, six minutes, cutting random bits of grass. Worse than that, there's somebody who works at BMW who puts indicators on them. Again, I think I've found a new career path. <laughs> They're never going to be used. <laughs> never, ever going to be used. Right, if you tell a joke and then have to explain the punchline oh, of the joke. Oh, is that what he's saying? Oh, yeah, God. It's because you two aren't funny. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we're talking anyway. about Bath. So the problem with Bath right. is that Bath yeah, okay. have a problem with the, <laughs> that they the don't grass. own their ground. And uh, unfortunately, Bruce Craig likes to fix everything with money. And with Bath, with the wreck, they can't fix it. Hell so of a stadium, though. The Bath Wreck Trust is owned the food by... After the game's always I, good. I look after them, so I know them well. They're no, good. the oh. chef. The chef from Bath that used to do the amazing mm. platter like a, like of food. Shank. Oh, my God. It was everything. Yeah. Everything has moved to Bristol. No way. Yep. I went in and did a club support session the other day and he turned up. I was like, hello, chef. Yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, I can eat your food and become right. commentary. Unbelievable. Anyway, we we're digress. We're because this is, this, is this is the reason we've got this pod today. And we in want the bin. in the bin. In the bin. So, Niall Armstrong is about to receive a kick. He jumps. He catches the kick. He stabilises himself. Finn, um, not Finn Russell, Finn Smith runs face first into his boot and after a bit of deliberation, the referees decide that it's a deliberate kick in the face and he is sent from the field. Otherwise, let's shorten the uh, the whole of your introduction to there. Man gets sent off rugby pitch for putting his studs high in the air in another player's face. Or player sees man catching ball and decides to run flat out recklessly into his studs 
and smash his face to bits. Ooh, not but sure if rugby, hashtag rugby incident. Let's move on. Look, it would have been a, an incident a while ago, but look what happened back in the day. We used to be able to ruck. And actually, that's another With debate. Another day, I want to call, why is a ruck still called a ruck? Because you can't actually ruck anybody anymore. And you have many marks on your bodies from being moved out of the way with boots. And then the one of the changes to the law or the way it was interpreted that you couldn't even lift your foot up off the ground near a ruck. Because if you did that, there was danger of you putting it on someone's face mm. or hand or something. But, but, so you couldn't do it. So you stopped doing it and likewise if you jump in the air you can lift a knee if you lift your studs up you're just putting yourself in trouble it's your the interpretation no matter how you look at it will never look good on you whether you're steadying yourself whether it was an unnatural reaction whether it was anything else your studs are in the air and somebody else can when, hurt themselves on. let's listen to an expert when catching a high ball falling backwards and landing on your heels your foot coming up is completely natural it acts as a counterbalance not deliberate just bad technique is this ollie woodburn ollie woodburn so that's a man. No, his, no, his teammate, and I, I, and I I've, I've never, got, I've never caught a high ball. I've certainly never caught one in in such a fashion. But I'm not athletic or live. And, and there's the man that does it for a living. Does it every day. Is saying, look, it's bad technique. Should you send someone off for bad technique? Well, look at the head contact process. Look at the outcome. The outcome of it was. Well, no, we don't referee on outcomes, in in that sense. So, I think you've got to look at this logically. I don't think. Anybody is saying that he's done that on purpose, okay? And I, I don't think anybody's questioning that mm -hmm. side of things. If it's bad technique and you have your studs on show and it hits someone in the face, that is an illegal, an illegal act. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it needs to be sanctioned because that is dangerous. And at the end of the day, if that stud catches his, his eye, yep. you pop his eye. That could be the career ending. So I think... Pop is... I've never heard anyone's eye pop Well, somebody ever. told me this, so I don't know. Your dad? I don't know. What, Winky Johnson? No, no, no my, dad, my dad got an infection in his uh, retina. It was oh. slightly oh, different. Oh, God, okay. Anyway. My dad has one eye for reference. Will Smith. Anyway, we, let's go back to yeah. the point. So I think we've got to look at this logically. Bad technique that mm -hmm. has led to an illegal act happening is unfortunately it hits all the thresholds of red card. But do you find that in this in this instance then the law is an ass because there's no uh, there's no malicious intent it's bad technique. But so we some, still do need to protect players Chris. But but, and it, each but, other. but but you're running flat out he's jumped as Ollie Woodburn said he's got bad technique does that deserve being sent off or are, are we sending him off purely because of the optics the optics that's, I hate no, that's, like that. that's a horrible word. Are, are we are we sending him off because it looks bad? No, and, no, we're sending him me, off because it's an illegal but, act. But, 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 but illegal infers some... It, it's like you can kill someone, I can run up to you and stab you, I've murdered you. Or we're, we're, we're misadventure and, and you die and it's manslaughter. There's different ways of looking at things. So, so that's where so sighting come in. Could we come, could we come up with a slightly different methodology whereby it's exactly the same with a prop that can't scrummage well? Why, why are you penalising him because another prop's better than him at scrummaging? No, that's different because you've not you've not put your studs in someone's face. That's a bit different. When was the last time we saw this happen? It's happened. Did it happen at the World Cup? I think it did. Now, if it was you steadying yourself, we'd see it a lot more. We don't see it very often. It is really rare. Red card at the time, yeah. Did it affect the game? Probably not. Hopefully, it did. Chiefs were going to rally and win it in the last five minutes. Yeah, they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it I, won't I feel, be I, too long a ban. I don't. Know, I feel for Niall Armstrong, and I feel for a lot of these guys that are getting sent off because 
perhaps this is me as the dinosaur, back in the day, a red card was, was that was a nasty act. If you did something nasty or, 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 or deserving to be sent off, and yellow cards, you know, I, I used to go and thump people and stuff, and you get a yellow card. I had five yellow cards in my first season at Chiefs for, for playing, a, you know, being daft, but but not out for malicious intent. Red card is malicious intent. You're trying to do something not, bad. Not anymore, it's not. Not but anymore. The, but this, for me, is the problem. I think it should be, and I think perhaps we should come up with a, an orange card whereby, right, that's reckless, you're stupid. Yeah, well, we tried that, didn't we? Yeah. The Did Southern we? Hemisphere tried that with the 20-minute red card. No, not it's a 20-minute red card. I th- I, so what does orange do? Put you on sighting? Well, that's what you've got sighting emissions for. So it's the length there. of your ban, isn't it, now? So the length of the ban, they look at it and they'll go, uh, and they'll they'll take evidence or, or, or experience from someone like Hollywood Burn that it wasn't malicious. So I think pun- they'll realise it's not. For, I just think punishing not, somebody with a red get, card for having bad but technique. But he'll get a week. Because that... Uh, and the thing is, is so if you throw a bad pass, should it be a penalty? Oh, that was a terrible no, pass. No, That's bad de- technique. Now you're going into different rounds because, again, we're going back to safety of players. Mm-hmm. You have shown your studs, you've put them in the air, and it's hit someone in the face. You've got to look at the facts. But had he, no, not, have, had he not have put his studs in the air, he falls on his back and he injures himself. Welcome to getting underneath a high ball, I guess. So that's what was, so. So actually, he should. So if, well, if you get over, taken out in the air, it's still foul play. So you then the the opposition will get no, penalised. He's, he's got himself slightly mispositioned. He's jumped. If he didn't put his leg out to counterbalance, he's going to fall flat on his back, and he's going to injure himself. Now, so then 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 you got the onus onto Finn Smith. Well, Finn Smith can see he's a professional. He sees this bloke's got this slightly wrong. All I'll do is I'll slow down. I'll let him land, then I'll tackle him. So could we say, well, Finn Smith, why have you thrown your face into his boot? Yeah, this what? is a very poor argument from you. I don't like this. Is not I, Finn no. Smith shouldn't have actually been there. He was too close. His timing was out. So no, it he was never was going, going to have hit him if he landed. But he, he hit his boot. And if, You've got to think it's about what a meter if, between. But if his then? leg had been down, he wouldn't have hit the ground. So he shouldn't have been in that zone either. I, I, I don't. I think that's a bad argument as well. You're talking about fine margins when it comes to things like this. And if you're taking high balls, look, we've all we've all played rugby. Uh, we've all at some point, including yourself, Chris, taken a high ball. And you look. Sorry. And I used to I used to get coached to protect yourself, and that would be your knee comes yeah, up yeah. and you you yeah, you catch the ball. It is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. He has his studs up and it's hit someone in the face. Craig has done exactly what he should have. And I thought Craig articulated this fantastically well, mm-hmm. is that he can take you on a journey, regardless of whether you agree or not. Craig was very clear in why there was about to be a red card. And he took you from point A and point B and the considerations between all of that of whether he's off balance, whether it's his technique, so on and so forth. And then we got to the outcome that it is dangerous Whether he's meant to do it or not, that's not for us to judge. We have judged the fact that his studs have hit another player in the face and it warrants a red card. That that's then the rest of that and the length of ban and what have you. We don't determine that as referees. We allow that to go into the sighting commission. And now it could turn out that it comes of nothing, and they say, okay, the sending off is sufficient, and that's what that so the, the ends disi- there. The disciplinary panel now correct set they how take bad over. it was and do all the extra mitigation. Was did he mean to do it? Was it this? Has he done it before? Maybe would would they look at other clips of him taking high balls to see if it was poor technique? I or have something no like idea. That? No idea. We don't see it often, which is why it should be something that just lives in the bin and stays in the bin. Basically, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, look. I think Craig did a fantastic job. We discussed this oh, as a group no, of referees I, yesterday. He, he, like you say, he articulated it perfectly well. But the thing was, it was just a dismissive tone I felt for Niall because 
he didn't mean to do it and, and he's sent off and, and, and but he just, I don't he, he I can't a villain, judge that like, oh. I can't as a referee I can't judge if somebody's meant to do something or not mm. I have to judge you've on facts you've got to work within the, the laws that you have exactly and so we are working on fact there and the fact is it is a red card or do you do like rock paper scissors to see if he goes off or not is that like <laughs> yeah. I'm really not sure if it was bad or not like rock paper scissors yeah <laughs> not quite not, <laughs> that's not quite. almost what Chris is asking for isn't it yeah pretty much but Farmer Rob he, he nailed it and uh, that, and the reason why I've just called him Farber Rob, Farber Baxter, because him being a farmer is a real key to this because he's growing everything. I forgot to mention that earlier. He's growing a squad. He's growing things. Okay. He's not just gone hunting. Well, that, that, I mean, this has just been magnificent. Right. So let's go. Next week's fixtures, PWR 15, Bristol versus Sale. Who's going to win? Coxie, are you allowed to do punditry on who's going to win or can you not do no, that? No, because I'm involved in the next couple of weeks. Right, so we'll leave the people, we'll leave the women's alone because we want to see them go first. So we know and I'm also going. involved in the Premiership in the next couple okay, of weeks. Well, so. Ian and I, Bath versus <laughs> Bristol, go. who's going to win, Ian? Bath. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Sale versus Newcastle. Sale. Yeah, Leicester, Northampton. Oh, this will be really tough, but it's at Leicester and in front of the Leicester ground that's got this. Leicester have only won one game. Yeah, no, Northampton um, had a big game against Chiefs. Are they going to be complacent, fall over, or can they be up for them? And that's what exactly what I was going to bring. Yeah, uh, Northampton. Northampton. <laughs> Quinn Saracens. Oh, uh, I'm going to back Quinns because it's at, it's uh, at the Stoop. And Chiefs at home against Gloucester. Chiefs. Chiefs don't lose there. No. And that's it. Mic Chief. drop. <laughs> mic drop. That was the mic drop. Fifty minutes of pure radio gold. Two locks and a cox. Any final words from either of you guys? Or are we locking it down? We're locking it down. Let's lock it down. Episode 15 in the tin. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap. Two locks and a cox. From Devon's Radio X.